This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of Dealer News Today. I'm glad you're here. Now, make sure you follow DNT on social media. That's at Dealer News Today. You know, that's Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Uh, we have a large catalog of past episodes and seasons as well that you could listen to all of them at DealerNewsToday.com. I am your host, Derek D., and you could uh, learn some more about me at DerekD.com if you'd like. But right now, we're going to jump right into this episode and learn about my next guest who owns 34 dealerships across four states, a very successful guy in the automotive dealership industry with a lot of good insight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the president of Fields Motor Cars, Dan Fields. How you doing, Dan? Uh, good. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. So, Dan, where, where are you originally from? Because I know you have dealerships all over the place. So I was born in Milwaukee and then in uh, my young, young years moved to the Chicago suburbs and grew up in the Chicago suburbs and and uh, went out to school in New York and then graduate school in Colorado and came back to Chicago, worked here and then moved uh, to Florida, Orlando first and now Jacksonville. Wow, so just <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, with some other little stops in between too. <laughs> yeah, are you a uh, you, you know you said a lot you know originally from Chicago? Are you you a big Bears fan? I am. We still have a home in Chicago, and our our yeah, we kind of have two corporate headquarters. One of which is in Glencoe, Illinois, on the north northern suburbs of Chicago. And I'm a big Bears fan, um, but I'm also a Jaguars fan. So I've which oh. <laughs> has not been, uh, I have not run into much controversy with the, the two, unfortunately, <laughs> but, uh, the past no. years, but I'm hoping that'll change. Um, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm a diehard Giants fan, but I'm, I also, you know, I like old school uh, franchises, so I'm a fan of the Bears as well. And, you know, Jacksonville, obviously Tom Coughlin was associated with you guys for a while. Before and after he was with the Giants, so but I was just going to yeah, say, I got uh, no, I, uh, Tom Coughlin. I had lunch with him subsequent to being part of his uh, J Fund golf outing, and uh, oh wow! And uh, he's a what a wonderful man and a great charity. And we've been um, past couple of years. I, unfortunately, I was out of town for his the golf this year, but we've been involved with that for a couple of years and. Uh, been totally impressed by him and his organization. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Funny side story. One of my best friends, college roommate, uh, works for the Giants, got married on the field, and he was very close with Coughlin, and Coughlin married them oh, on the field. Very cool. So, the, yeah, so the, the day before for the rehearsal dinner, we got to sit down with Tom Coughlin and his wife, and uh, it, yeah, couldn't have, been, couldn't have been a nicer guy, and I know he's going through a lot right now with his wife, but um, uh, yeah, nice nicest guy ever. So yeah, you're... Yeah, always in good company with that guy, and that that's cool. Then J Fund is a great, absolutely great organization. Um, so yeah, so your 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 dealerships. Let me if, correct me if I'm wrong. Thirty four dealerships across the board. Is that correct? You know, I think it depends how you count them. I think it's thirty four rooftops. If you're including, we have got a couple body shops in there. Oh, okay. And then within those rooftops, there's about forty five different you know franchises, like different uh, factory franchises. The bulk of which is luxury uh, stuff, although we do have, um, you know, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram stores and a Mazda mm -hmm. store. But other than that, it's mostly on the luxury end. Right, right. So I and 
And just like how you're all, you've been all over the place, your dealerships, you got Florida, Illinois, Wisconsin, and North Carolina, right? So they're in those four states. Is there any other states I'm missing? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that's where we are. And we, you know, we started in Chicago and, and um, then ended up very fortunately in Orlando with the, with a couple stores and, and expanded from there. And uh, um, hopefully expand, we would like to expand in those same markets we're in and hopefully we'll get the opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I saw that, uh, you know, uh, Fields Cadillac was the first dealership and that was in Illinois, but is, is, do you still have that very first dealership? So no, that store, it was, it's a interesting story. So my, the way we got into the business, my grandfather was the sales manager for Cadillac division. They worked for general motors. Oh, okay. And so he got that initial franchise when they decided to privatize the dealerships, which were owned by general motors. And, uh, so he left General Motors, took the franchise in Evanston, Illinois, and then during, I want to say you're going back to my when I was a kid, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, in the early '80s, I believe, late '70s, when Cadillac really was struggling, and they wanted to reduce dealer count, and there were so many dealers in Chicago, we we took um, a deal with General Motors to close <clears throat> the Cadillac store, and by then we had a uh, the small BMW store nearby and, and Saab was a, a franchise we had back then. And, and uh, so, yeah, we closed that Cadillac store and then um, it's been, geez, it, you know, it's been a long time. We had Cadillac in Jacksonville. That was our, one of our first stores in Jacksonville. And then the second one being in St. Augustine, but um, yeah, that's where our roots started. And now we are, we're back in the Cadillac world again. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you definitely, I mean, 34 dealerships, that's uh, it's pretty impressive. That's a, that's a lot of dealerships. It's a lot of people that are employed by you. It's a, it's a lot of work. So speaking of work, what, what does your, I ask this to a lot of people on the show, what's your typical day look like? Like today's a Wednesday, we're recording this, you know, are you at a, one of the dealerships every day? Or are you mainly working from home? Do you travel all the time? Like what, what's a typical day? Uh, you know, obviously during COVID, that was typical, right. a whole different thing, but um, do not, I try not to work from home. Of course, was forced to for some time during the pandemic. Of course. But uh, I think it's uh, hugely important to be out with our team members, with our people, our our entire success and and relies upon and, and, uh, the quality of our people, which, you know, obviously I'm biased, but I have, I think we have the best people in the business and, and we try very hard to keep those people and, uh, and keep those people happy. So, so, um, that, that would, if you ask me what my job is, I would say that's what it is, is, is to support my team members. But on a typical day, I'm, I, I deal with a lot of customers. I deal with our managers and our other team members directly and very hands-on. I would, uh, I guess you'd say I'm, I'm the operations guy. I'm, I work with my brother and my father. My brother's more of a traditional CFO type and but certainly helps mm-hmm. me with everything. And my father's your kind of traditional CEO. But despite the fact that he's a, a could easily retire, he works every day. And it, um, I don't think retirement's in his plans whatsoever. So <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, you know, I, a lot of uh, 
owners and people I speak with on the show, they all say, you know, the most important thing or asset they have is their people, you know, uh, that they, that they work with. And, you know, and when you, you put the importance on those people, it, it translates into the customers coming in and the consumer coming in and which is, uh, always a good thing because that translates into sales and then they tell their friends and family and more sales and, you know, just keeps it, uh, it keeps business running well. And you mentioned family owned. This is another question I ask often. Does that ever create any tension? Because some people are like, oh, it's great, but it has its downfalls and vice versa. Uh, you know, um, not what uh, I totally understand where you're coming from, because that's a <laughs> you hear about that all the time. And especially, honestly, in the car business. But uh, but no, me and my brother are best friends and uh, he's 11 years younger and uh, <laughs> and and 30 years smarter than me. So uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, he's uh, we we both are very good friends and have uh, the the same idea about the business and you know, all the credit to my father who made it very clear that we were going to be different than uh, a lot of those families. So we, we, we don't have the business split up and fiefdoms, so to speak, like some of the families do. We, we operate together and, um, oh, cool. and, and uh, talk every day and, and have a great relationship. And, and um, that's not always easy, but you know, it's uh I think it's really important and it all comes down to, you know, the same way you, I, what I said about you, you know, my people, you got to treat everybody with respect and make them feel uh, like they belong. And, and we're very inclusive from the standpoint of the family part of it, just as we are with the, our, our team members, you know? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we are unique in that the, uh, I think most families that are in, this size car business have a sub layer of, you know, corporate people that are more hands-on and more involved with their administrative staff. We don't have that. We, those people are our coworkers and our friends and our teammates. So, and I think that gives us a, a distinct advantage, you know, and it makes us a little quicker and more nimble than some of our competitors. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It's it's it, it comes down to it, and and from what I'm getting from what you're saying is that, you know, if if, if you do have some sort of disagreement or maybe not even a disagreement, but you don't see that something the same way, you communicate and you have good communication with any relationship, whether it's family, friends, uh, you know, uh, your spouse, whatever, you know, you got to have that communication because uh, you know I've, I've talked to one guy I had in here once was like. Oh, I've fired a bunch of family members before, and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty awkward Thanksgiving dinner there. Yeah, um, you know, what I, you know what I mean. But if you have that communication and you're you're able to recognize a problem and and solve it, you know, it, it, it by communicating, I think that's that's the way to go. It seems like that's what you guys do. Um, so good for you guys, and it shows. I mean, 34 dealerships and plus you know auto body shops and all that stuff. You guys are doing something right. Um, how's uh? So I saw on your website, it said 973 new vehicles. I'm assuming, now that's across all dealerships, correct? Is that number updated in real time? Do you know? I'm, I'm scared to say that's probably true, but that's a, obviously a very different number than we're used to. Right, exactly. And I did it, you know, that averages out to 28 new cars on each lot, which is not a lot at all. And everyone's, you know, uh, experiencing that. So how's... 
how's inventory doing, you know, for your dealerships? Is it this, just the same as everywhere else? Have you, have you know, you know, maybe figured out, figured out a workaround that is helping you through this inventory and chip shortage stuff? No, you know, it's, um, fortunately for us, the, the luxury manufacturers and certain luxury manufacturers, especially have, have done well, better than, than, uh, a lot of the non-luxury and, um, in, in procuring chips and providing us with inventory, you know, just for example, BMW has done an outstanding job of keeping the South Carolina plant operational and keeping cars on a consistent flow. We, we don't have cars in stock, but we're able to fill orders in, you know, four to six weeks consistently, hmm. you know, that's good. Um, so really it's been a, um, certain manufacturers have, have done better than others. And we're fortunate and then most of ours have done a pretty good job. And, and the, you know, we're able to, we've moved to an order system, um, which for us is, is, uh, y- you know, it's a change, but it's, a, it's, as long as we can communicate that effectively to the customer and, and, uh, and and the manufacturer's ordering system is working well. It's worked pretty good, and 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 we don't charge over MSRP. We have no hidden fees, so we've. Oh, that's great. You know, I think that's helped us in this environment because the number I heard was eighty five percent of dealers are charging over. You know, the manufacturer's yeah. suggested price, and they are. And so, um, so I think in this that environment, you know, that um, that's really helped us. But uh, yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, you have, it's become more, you know, somebody comes in, wants a car right away and we've got to slow them down. And, and if they really need one, we obviously address that, but, but it's the most effective way to buy a car right now is really to order one. Yeah, for sure. And I think in the future, that's where it's, it's going. I mean, obviously you'll have cars on the lot, more cars (laughs) than you have on your lots now, but you know, in the future that, that, that's definitely where it's moving. Yeah, it's uh, it's a healthy model for the manufacturer and for the dealer. And, you know, as long as the consumer, you know, doesn't pay a premium, you know, which I just spoke to and, and, and you know, we certainly aren't going to do that. And and as as long as the customer is getting, you know, what they want, you know, I, I think it's it's good. It is a little bit that, you know, used cars are tough to to get because of it. And that's, uh, that market's gone crazy as I'm sure you've noticed. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think we're going to see the shortage go on through this year and then things will somewhat normalize, but it, I think, like you said, it'll, it'll probably never be like it used to be with just thousands of cars and, and, you know, never having to order, but, um, you know, that's also a big, uh, matter of, but what happens with the economy and the manufacturer's ability to produce to the, you know, the right number, which is uh, beyond my scope. Uh, it's, it's a pretty crazy time, but yeah, you're right. I, moving towards more of an online ordering system. And obviously, you know, you want to go to a dealership and you see your car there, but if they're not the exact one and you get it in a couple of weeks, that's, that's fine too. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the MSRP thing, because I've had people on here that have said, like, you know, yeah, we don't charge over MSRP because, you know, that's a they didn't think that's good business, and also, it's they think you know what? Let's look at the long game, get our money on the back end and service. 
with other things, you know, all that, uh, you know, parts and, you know, upgrades, things like that. Because, yeah, some of these dealerships are charging, charging way over MSRP, and it's, it's crazy. I mean, especially hitting people in the wallets. I mean, everything's hitting people in the wallets. Absolutely. We, you know, our theory always has been is, hey, like, you know, of course, exactly what you said. We want them to come back for service and most importantly, trust us that we're going to charge them a reasonable rate no matter what we are, are selling or service we're providing. But then even more so, I would say, you know, 90% of our lives, we've been sitting there with a car that, you know, we have 10 of them and we got a discount you know, by $10,000 to even to get you to look at it. And I'd like the customer <laughs> that, that, uh, to come in and, and, and to me during that time, you know, and, uh, help me when, you know, not just the times when we could you know, potentially take advantage of a customer. So I, th- I, I think it goes both ways. It's all about having a, a, a good, honest, trusting relationship with the customer where they feel like they can trust you to do the best thing for them at the time. Yeah. You know, going into a dealership feeling comfortable, I think is paramount. Even though a lot of people now and in the future will be ordering online, you still got to go to the dealership and go get your car unless you get it delivered and all that stuff. But I think a lot, I think the majority of people like going to the dealership, getting their car. Um, talking about, you know, you, you were talking about high end and for people listening, Obviously, you know, Dan is talking about obviously BMW and Mercedes and stuff like that, but you also own high-end and exotic dealerships. So you have Lamborghini, you have Bentley, you have Rolls-Royce. How are those dealerships faring during this time? Are they as profitable as well, or have you seen a sort of decline in the higher-end buys? And I'm, I mean, even higher than Mercedes and, and BMW and Audi and all that stuff. Yeah, no, that uh, unbelievably, that has been the best part of the industry. Um, <laughs> Go figure. To the point where our biggest issue at that store in Orlando is <clears throat> we don't even feel comfortable taking orders on a lot of the cars because the waiting lists have, have gotten into the years, you know. Um, so we really don't even know if we can provide something. So so it's it's that the challenge for us is trying to honor you know we don't want to we want to make sure we honor our commitments to the customers but the and that is where uh, talk about a place you know where dealers are charging over MSRP oh yeah for sure yeah I mean it is, we have people from all over the country that shop us because they can save hundreds of thousands of dollars um, <clears throat> so uh, one of the challenges we have is we're trying you know trying obviously to sell the cars in our market to people in you know central and northern florida and and not outside our market because another dealer might be overcharging so so yeah if it, that part of the market right. is, is uh you know and i i wish i could explain to you why but it, it i i don't it, it's amazing to me too but it's 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 the best part of the market um right now i don't i don't know it's hard it's hard to, it's hard to explain maybe cuz a lot of those cars aren't that easy to get. So when the other cars weren't available, I don't know. And people with a lot of money were like, oh, we'll just go get a exotic or something. I, I don't know. But that's pretty cool. But it, it, yeah, it's interesting you say that because some people from out of the state or whatever, you know, they might buy it at, at the MSRP, bring it back to their dealership and mark it up like crazy, which obviously you don't want, you don't want to happen. Just curious, was any of your cars on that, um, on that ship that went down? Uh, unfortunately, yes, that? we had, Oh man, really? I believe, believe it or not, some Lamborghinis um, probably, right? 
It, I believe we had 11 sold units on that ship. Oh, jeez. Um, so, and uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It, so that ship is just at the bottom of the ocean right now. Yeah. On top of everything else with everything else happening. And they were cars people had been waiting for for months and months. But I got to tell you two things. One, the manufacturers really stepped up and got them, you know, obviously they're not going to get their cars on time, but they got them back in line and and in, in the production. Um, Porsche did an excellent job of doing that. And, and, uh, and so, because we lost Porsches, Bentleys and Lamborghinis on that ship. And, uh, oh, wow. And, and, uh, but yeah, it was a, it's talk about adding insult to injury when you're already, uh, you know, short cars, but, um, yeah, that was just one of the many challenges, but, you know, then, um, the, the other part about it, I would say though, is I had, you know, our customers are wonderful and they understood and, um, those type customers obviously um have transportation you know so yeah they, they have access to yeah, some other, so, some other um, vehicles so we, we you know we're able to make them whole and and luckily there wasn't uh you know it's just at the end of the day it's just metal that went to the bottom of the ocean and we can build another car <laughs> yeah well expensive metal yeah. and and technology and beautiful engines and uh but Porsche you know Porsche over the many years that I've, you know, worked with them, as I used to host a car show for almost ten years, um, you know, always been aces. They're always been so good with everything, and they're so precise and on top of things. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Another person we had on the show, I'm sure you've heard of him, Ernie Bach Jr. Sure. Yeah, he had a car or two on there as well that he he had bought. It's it's crazy to see like the pictures before, like they t- there's pictures of what it looked like, and then. Just to think that's just sitting at the bottom of the ocean with all those cars. Ah, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, but you adjusted, and uh, that, that's good on you guys. Uh, question just for you. Are you, are you, were you always a car lover? Or you just fell in love with the automotive business, or were you just a car guy through and through? Um, you know, I got to admit, I'm the one, my, my brother and my dad could care less about cars. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I am a car guy. I, I, nice. I, I've got too many of them and I, I just, <laughs> There's never too many. I just bought my first nine 11, which was a really exciting experience. I ordered it and, Oof. and it took me like two hours, um, to sit there with one of my people and order the car, but it was a fun process. And, um, I ordered a special color, got it in and, uh, I'm a car guy for sure. I, I, I like, um, everything from the, defenders to uh, you know bmw's 911 um oh that's um, awesome yeah i've got a sickness to a degree no that's 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 great i mean i'm a a car guy myself too but you'd be surprised many people that i interview that say you know yeah i I like cars but it's just more the business side of things and everything which i'm sure you enjoy that too but it's good to it's always good to know you know you you get a dealership owner that actually love loves cars and uh, at 911, you got a turbo or yeah, turbo S and it, it's oh, uh, got man. the chalk white, which is a special exterior. And now everybody's ordering it cause they saw my car. So like won't be special for long, <laughs> but, uh, that's so nice. No, yeah. That's so... Uh, it's a car that I'm, it's the first car I've had where I, I don't drive it much cause I, I don't want to put miles on it, which tells you a lot right there. 
Yeah. It's a, it's like, oh, I bought this car. I love it, but I don't drive it much because, you know, it's, right. it's just going to appreciate. What's your daily driver, if you don't mind me asking? Um, you know, here right right now in, in uh, Chicago, I drive a BMW M8 and a grand when I'm, I have a five-year-old, so that doesn't work for my five-year-old. So I have a, uh, one of the new Grand Wagoneers. That, um, oh, wow. Those things. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to try They're that huge. out and it's, I really, really like it. It doesn't drive as big as it is. And um, we, it's, it's in our market here in the north, northern suburbs of Chicago, it's a, it's going to be a real big hit for us. We've, we've needed that big vehicle, um, you know, in our lineup. So that, uh, but yeah, and, and then my wife drives uh, uh, an X7 and a Range Rover, and uh, and and a Rolls Royce Cullinan. So okay, so you got plenty of um, options. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's a, I like I said, I'm a car guy for sure. Yeah, so you got you got a good uh, good good uh, group of cars, nice eclectic range of cars to pick from. I mean, the M8. I mean, that's just you had me at M8. Um, that's. <laughs> I was going to ask if you have an M4, but hey, you, you doubled it. You got yeah, the-, the M8 was spontaneous too. What happened was the guy canceled his order, and so I ran over to the dealership and, and bought it. And I did pay for the record. I paid MSRP for that car. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you're not also the uh, the president, but you're also a client. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, Dan Fields. This has been uh, this has been pretty awesome, pretty insightful. Is there anything you'd like to say before we get going? Oh no, just thank you to all the, those out there that uh, have you know been a customer of ours or one of our team members. Because, like I said, and I really mean it. We were selling the same product that hundreds of other places are selling. So the only thing that makes us any different or special is the people, and our customers are wonderful and. We're just very fortunate to be in the situation we're in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you, you're you're definitely uh, you're doing it the right way, and it's a, it's a, it's appreciated. And I wish you the best of luck in uh, opening any more dealerships, and you know, enjoy it, enjoy it down in Florida. Even though I think you're sitting in Chicago right now, but I'm sure you'll be heading back to Florida at some point. I will be soon, and well, thank you very much, Derek. It's uh, been a pleasure, and uh, love to do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely sounds good. Maybe I'll uh, run into you at some point, either in Chicago or Florida or wherever, and. Uh, I'll have to uh, test drive some of those cars. Maybe even drive your M8. Sounds great. (laughs) All right, Dan. Thanks so much for coming on DNT. All right. Thanks, Derek. Have a good day. You too. All right. That was Dan Fields, folks, the president of Fields Motor Cars. For more information on Dan and his dealerships, you can head over to fieldsauto.com. And that will do it for this episode of DNT. Hit us up on social media at Dealer News Today. And for, you know, articles, past episodes, and a whole bunch of other stuff, go to dealernewstoday.com. I'm your host, Derek D, DerekD.com for all my stuff. I appreciate you listening, everybody. Thanks for being here. And until next time, this is Dealer News Today.